Hello everybody, welcome to Deeper Than Skin and I'm your host Ramya. Ah, this is more of an introductory episode, so um, basically what we're going to have here is we're going to be having discussions about, about human life and not just surface discussions of net worth and money and family, how many kids you want to have or you know, even how to be the best in the world, but we want to take it from a more fundamental point of view. Helping us to understand who it is we are at the core. When we silence all the noise, when we silence everything else around us. Who are we? What do we yearn for? What about our present lives do we not like? Would we like to change? Do you feel authentic in who you live? How you speak? How you dress? How you think? Is it a case where you can't create authentic thoughts anymore because you know there's so much noise from the social and then you just can't seem to, to sit still for five minutes without trying to click or trying to swipe on. Maybe there's just too much on your plate at work. You're working at home from eight till eight. But it doesn't feel like wholesome work. It doesn't feel like work that's making an actual difference or the kind of difference that you would want your talents and gifts to make in the world. Why are you not instead pursuing those things? Is it the fear of the struggle? Is it the fear that perhaps you might have to be alone in that pursuit? Being alone perhaps might be scary. Who knows what the exact pointers are, but the aim of this uh, podcast on a whole is to really get us to think about these things on a very in-depth level, you know, first principles as you'd want to call it, try to delve as deep as possible, deeper than skill, deeper than just reading books and understanding about understanding ourselves, reading ourselves, examining our behaviors, being very critical of ourselves, being honest in our evaluation of ourselves. Yes. Deeper. Going much deeper than skin. So, thank you. Thank you for joining me. And I really hope that you, you stay around. So, follow if you haven't yet or subscribe to the podcast on whichever platform you're listening listening to it on right now and you know let's get cracking let's let's go deeper much deeper than just skin am I? Who am I? Let's, let's delve into that really. How do we really answer this question? Do we talk about our jobs? Do we talk about our net worth? I am rich. I am poor. Do we talk about 
our emotional state, I am happy, I am sad, um, I am hungry, I am angry. Who am I? How do we really answer this question? I suppose it's not as straightforward as, as what is your name or where are you from, where were you born. It's, it's something that requires a lot more work. And while I don't necessarily have the answer to, let's say, explore this or explore that, I think there's a lot of value in exploring how you have defined yourself to this point and then pursuant to that, you know, is that definition rooted in reality, one, or is it root, and is it rooted in authenticity? Yes? So is it rooted in reality or is it rooted in authenticity? A lot of us don't realize, and I'm speaking from personal experience, how much our surroundings have shaped the things that we like, the things that we yearn for, both positive and negative. I mean, the, the positive ones are usually our sense of community, our sense of you know, willingness to sacrifice, or a sense of being there, or a sense of sharing, or a sense of caring. But then there are also the negative aspects of it, which, if I put it in a nutshell, it's, it's, it's really suppression of self, suppression of true self, suppression of true expression, in an attempt to maintain that false sense of homeostasis within that particular community group so for example and this is just a simple example if if we were socialized by persons who went to college did very well at college came out worked in businesses retired at 40 at 50 wherever the case is their teaching you would be along the same lines because that's that's the path they knew that's what perhaps brought validation to the persons before them. So let's say if you were somebody who wanted to become a musician, if you were somebody who wanted to become an artist, if you were somebody who just wanted to open a shop, um, whatever it is that is deviating from this established norm, from your major socialization group, then that would have caused a lot of friction. And then even as children, we recognize the things that were spoken about negatively and our wanting to be loved and accepted by the persons in our surroundings would have triggered us to, even if we had those kinds of inclinations, suppress them over time because musician are broke man, musician are make money, artists are waste of time, artist is for people who can do anything better um, and I'm using the artist example because I'm I'm experiencing that now with trying to organize myself to become a musician you know, so I have a lot of songs written um, I have a lot of songs you know already voiced as we want to call it but then whenever I think about promoting my music and you know, coming out full force with 
with music that I produce, there is always this, this hesi- hesitation in my spirit, like, you know, you're a chemical engineer, you know, you have this degree and you're really good at chemical engineering, you know, you're really good at math and these technical things, it's like, you know, why would you want to give all of that up to go into music, something that's uncertain? Um, where you have to figure out how to make a living all over again, having invested three to four years. Um, actually, from as early as maybe ninth grade, I've been investing in becoming this thing, so it's going to take a while. And even from my perspective, you know, understanding that similar investments would have to be made now to, to really be successful at this new venture, it's kind of like, you know, do I spend 10 years now trying to be a musician? You know, what does that mean for earning potential? What does that mean for, for when I, when I um, want to have a family? You know, there are no shows, my music doesn't really take off. And then even having observed really good musicians not really reaping that notoriety and the attendant um, financial success, it's kind of like, but these people just might write, you know, and even if I were to go a little bit more vulnerable with, with the whole discussion, it's like my father is a musician, an excellent musician, if I must say so, he's a bass player, but then the levels of success that somebody with his talent would have had, or, would, would, yeah, yeah, you would expect them to have, he doesn't have it, like, it's, it's not even close, but he seems to be okay with just playing the music and you know so even even um, difficulties in provision growing up as a child you know observing those things in real terms kind of has me in this very place of like okay maybe this narrative about music is right maybe this narrative about whatever and then you can transpose your own experience into the situation maybe I should just do something that I know it's going to work. Maybe I, it's not as fulfilling, but at least I can take care of my family. I can do this. Thing. I can do this. Thing. So our socialization has a lot to do with what we deem valuable, what we we deem um, important. You know the things that bring us validation. So there's there's that aspect of it that we have to examine regarding our socialization. Right, so let's examine this now. Is it rooted one in reality? Is it rooted in authenticity? So do I feel authenticity? Do I feel in my core that I am good at this music thing? Yes, I do feel that way. You know, have I demonstrated significant capacity to do these things? Yes, I have. I have written many songs, and songs that have been, the quality of which have been corroborated by persons who are more accomplished than I am, persons who would not necessarily have to spare my feelings. Um, so that they can be honest with me. If it's not good, you know, 
they would have told me that it's not they have nothing to benefit from from lying to me so just to ensure that i'm not in a singular loop i make sure whenever i write these songs i touch base with persons who are both more musically inclined as well as the layman to get that kind of balanced feedback and over the years that i've been writing it's perhaps two years now i i have seen where you know the feedback has been consistent of course there are times when the songs that i've been that i've written were not up to standard and of course the feedback was i don't really like the song maybe you need to change the key maybe you need to work on the flow maybe something needs to be worked on right rooted in reality the next part of it now is like when i think back to my younger days i was always attracted to music i was attracted to music um, as a church as a church guy i uh, used to listen to a lot of music listen to a lot of gospel music I used to sing a lot of hymns I used to try to play the keyboard for church the guitar for church the drum for church when we were very young so we were always drawn to that musicianship to the music as a whole um, when you think about even in my own personal life my father he was playing a lot of music a lot of music so i was during that time realizing that i had this really deep connection this very strong inclination towards music i went to trinidad and they to study engineering and they were having a band and again it's like i was identified of as one of the persons who had that inclination for music by persons who were superior musicians to myself they brought me on board and they coached me through all of it as well as those things that were already inside me interpreting the sound getting the timing right all these kind of things um, having a decent enough voice to stay on key understanding when i'm off key all these things became you know apparent to me that you know i possess these things but even at that point it was just like a hobby thing like um i don't want to really become a musician because i'd already written the narrative in my head like you know most of the musicians are rastafarians from the era that i was talking about so there were rastafarians like singing hardcore rastafari lyrics or they were like hardcore dancers singing Badman lyrics or girl lyrics and then it's like there was nowhere in my mind for me to fit in that whole landscape because I never particularly wanted to sing gunman or derogatory girl lyrics and on the flip side I didn't want to have to become a Rastafarian to sing the kinds of deeply spiritual songs that Rastafarians wrote which is what I gravitate to more than anything else that roots reggae sound at that time so I was I already had that narrative written and the suppression started from a longer time when you hear people talk about people you respect in your space talk about musicians in a particular way observing you know as I said personally the musician that I knew um he never really take off then i had a cousin who was a very great singer he could sing like sanchez but he never really gone away with it but when i examine all that part you know deeper so i, I come to the 
is it rooted in reality part now, right? The fact of the matter is those persons did not develop the kind of characters that would have propelled them to any kind of lasting success. So it's not necessarily the case that the particular field that they chose was destined for failure. While it is not as straightforward as getting a job and somebody being, you know, somebody taking care of the provisions, the money is safely coming in every month, while even, even if you don't have significant levels of output at work or whatever the case is, your income is more or less secured. Of course, it's a lot more risky in the sense that lifestyle cuts will have to be made because you know when you start this thing it's like you don't have the money you have to hustle you have to figure out maybe even have a look at a job you know a regular a job maybe some kind of job that affords you enough time to make the music and go to studio maybe some part-time gig to pay the bills while you develop your music and the next thing is these things take time similar to when i was going through that apprenticeship phase in university with my degree I would have to go through a similar apprenticeship phase four years maybe three four five years before there is any significant as we would say in Jamaica bus so you know all these things we have to take into um, consideration when we talk about rooted in reality but at the core though the fact of the matter is that the persons who fell short it wasn't necessarily that the industry was particularly um, doomed to fail. It was just that these persons, even with significant talent, if you violate the rules as it pertains to time spent developing craft and effort spent studying craft and learning craft, your innate talents are just simply not enough. So I'm going to flip this question to you now. What are you feeling inclined to do? Yes, why are you hesitating? Is it that a similar narrative was brought to you by a family or persons in your social sphere? Yes, no, whatever the case is, right? Is it rooted in reality? Boom. Most businesses fail within the first two years. That's what they tell you. 90% of businesses fail within the first two years. That's what they tell you, right? Why do the other businesses not fail? You understand? So we have to get to the reality of it now. Was it the approach? Was it the naivety? Was it the lack of understanding of business on a whole? You know, was it just that a person felt like they had this thing they could make, but nobody was really doing the books? Nobody was really understanding marketing? Nobody had a business plan? There wasn't a scientific approach to getting these things done. So again, the failure might have been a lack of expertise and understanding as opposed to this thing is destined to fail. Again, is it rooted in reality? So we observe, we have to examine these things within our lives. So this thing that I'm yearning for, that I'm afraid to do, the narrative that I've bought into that is causing me to be afraid, is it rooted in reality? The persons who transferred that story to me, you know, was it a story that was based off how the industry really works? Or was it a case where somebody was afraid 
and then that fear colored how they represented it or just from a place of ignorance a lot of us try to speak about things as authorities that we don't have any real idea about so again examine the fear that you have is it rooted in reality or is there a reality that you conjured up in your mind that is also not real so you want to go into business but you want to drive a benz in the first three months that's not how it works so you're like "Hmm, but if i don't get the benz after the first three months i would have failed and i would have been seen as a failure by the persons in my surrounding you know as soon as even if and i'm not saying everybody needs to be a business person it's just easy to draw parallels the particular job that you want to go into or the field that you want to go into for this particular time anything that you want to try that you are really hesitant about you know you have the competence have the ability to develop even deeper competencies but you still don't make that first effort still don't make that first effort because of a particular narrative or a fear you have to examine if the fear is rooted in reality. You know, so for example, one of my fears is that um, perhaps people won't like my music. Or, you know, maybe the trolls on Instagram or, or wherever the case is, you know, my music will just be like another person music who make conscious music and it don't go nowhere. Till maybe I have to start end up singing about Fire King and a whole host of other things. You know, but again, coming back to reality, there is a way to promote music. And then rooted in reality again, if you're building something from scratch, you cannot, you cannot escape the apprenticeship period. So perhaps I don't get significant traction for the first four years, but I still have to commit to building because once I get that traction, it's exponential. People, you never notice like when one artist bust, bust, it's just like every other song after that just shut. And it like, then we'd have this whole catalog where I say, yo, we never know about this. Again, you have to endure the apprenticeship period in whatever it is that you're doing. So is it that you're afraid to endure the apprenticeship period? Is it that you want instant success? I think that is my fear. Because coming through, I've I've always been successful at school and, you know, moving from one job to the next job now to the dream job, as the case might be. But then deciding to go into something that is outside of what you would have invested real time and effort into. They go through that apprenticeship period again where there is no instant success is you, you have to go through the apprenticeship period from scratch again a lot of us fear that and the reality is that that is what is stopping us from moving forward you know that fear of being an apprentice again because in this very fast very instant world that we live in now if we can't show the receipts immediately it's as if we didn't go to the shop you know if I can't post that I went to Rock House 
for the weekend with my girlfriend or I took pictures on the toll and I can't prove that I went to Ochi. But I'm reminding you that the receipts are not necessary. And the receipts won't come instantly. The receipts are for you, not for anybody else. So yes, you might not have a Benz in the first two years. But you work slowly to building a client base that is loyal. So, you know, your business doesn't become a fad. Real market research, not just fictitious numbers and projections. These are the things that are going to make a difference. Patience, willingness to just wait and wait. And not just wait in hopelessness, but wait with anticipation and enthusiasm. Actively waiting, working, developing, and willing that thing to come to be. Again, is it rooted in reality? We move on now to authenticity. What area of your life do you feel suppressed in? Do you feel that you're suppressing yourself? Do you feel suppressed in, in your work? Do you feel suppressed in your relationship? Do you feel supp- like, do you feel fake? Do you feel like you're trying to cut yourselves into all kinds of shapes to fit into all the groups? Do you have any people who don't like you? That is usually a good measure of, within reason of course, of a good measure of the fact that, you know, you are standing on principles because if everybody's your friend, what that means is that you just keep shifting and cutting yourselves into whatever you think would be good for that particular situation. Neglecting what you really need. Everybody can't be your friend because everybody's different and you are different. So you can't agree on everything. There must be points of disagreement. Unless it is that you are warping and metamorphing yourself into whatever it is that social group or that clique requires ultimately stifling your real true self courage do you have the courage to be authentic do you have the courage to be authentic that's something we have to ask ourselves Will we develop the courage to be authentic? Because nobody's, nobody's going to do it for us. You know? As long as we're serving the purposes that they require us to serve in their lives, it almost doesn't matter how we feel or what we want to do. So we need, need, need to really think about this one. Are we are we being our authentic selves even in how we express ourselves in the standards that we hold are these standards about relationships and about money and work are they just standards we inherited from our family are they standards we see on social media being lauded and we feel like okay if 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 a guy not carrying me to 
this place every weekend, him don't really love me because that's what I see happening on the social. Or if a girl don't really want to have sex with me every night, then she don't love me because that's what I see in the movies. When you love somebody, just sex, 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 sex. Or replace sex with taking me out to dinner to eat every night. When in reality, in our dispensation, people have to cook and live within their means. I mean, tin mackerel and rice have to cook more time. Um, rice and peas and chicken have to cook. It's not always the fast, fast food. It's, you know, those things are nice to have, but in reality, what kind of financial life would you build if you spent the majority of your money doing these things? So like all these lifestyles that we say, we see and we take on to them, and then we realize mm, they're nice to have, but you still don't feel that electricity flowing through your veins. The question is, am I being authentic? Even as it pertains to pursuing these things that are contrary to what your social group um, delineates that you should do, is, the question is, do you feel more authentic doing these things? If you're an electricity, when you think about running that business or signing up for this new job or volunteering with the kids or meditating and just just listening to yourself, getting intimate with yourself. You know, do you feel authentic? And that is a good barometer of, of not necessarily who you are in the sense of the whole determination, but it gives you some clarity around who you have been. You know, who is directing who I have been, is it the TV, is it my parents, is it my friends, is it um, my need for validation all the time that, that has me morphing into whatever I think the persons around me want rather than saying, no I don't like this, yes I like this, no I don't like you, yes I like you, and just get on with it. You know, why are we so afraid of not being liked? You know, why are we so off? Is it that child in us that hasn't healed? Or that hasn't gotten over that rejection from a parent or whatever else it is? You know, what, what is it about saying, no, I don't want this? And usually in our heads, the consequences are so severe and long lasting. But in real life, if you say no, somebody has no recourse than to accept the no that you've given. I mean, sure, they might start to spew a few things, but you're only affected to the extent that you allow yourself to be ex affected by whatever things they begin to say about you. And then ultimately, it gives you that liberation to say, okay, you know, I need to move away from this particular situation. So again, in your real lives, Explore two things, you know, are the stories I'm telling myself rooted in reality? The things that I am doing and are yearning for, 
are any of them rooted in authenticity? Am I feeling electric? Am I feeling like I need to do this thing from the depths of my core or is it just some exercise in appeasement of those who you hold in high regard or some kind of validation to be be accepted by the larger um, social makeup of the society or wherever you're from. Do you actually make time to like listen to what you want? Because I find sometimes it's like wake up, WhatsApp status, Instagram status, sorry, Instagram posts, trending, fleet, and it's WhatsApp, then it's sorry, IG, IG posts, IG story, IG discover, and then it's YouTube trending. So it's like we're always going on to the next thing, to the next thing, to the next thing. And the multiplicity of things that we consume usually are divergent. So that leaves us in a place of confusion. We don't really even know how to sit and listen to our own selves, to feel what it feels like to be electric and not just this constant hum of anxiety and this constant need to drown out this anxiety with, with dopamine from movies and Netflix. And, I mean, we can't even go to the bathroom without having the phones. We can't even do some work without having a YouTube playing in the background. Are these things rooted in reality? Do we always need a constant companion in the phone? Do we feel authentic after watching these things? Or or are we left feeling like there's so many things that we need to be doing and we're not doing and this whole spiral of anxiety starts over again? I would suggest nothing extravagant try to be at least 10 minutes of the day just be quiet don't speak don't use the phones close your eyes breathe just listen just listen anywhere you can do it preferably outside close to some trees just listen reconnect with that authenticity Think about the things you liked as a child in your most unrepressed state. Do you still like those things? Why did you like those things? We have to go deeper than just skin, you know? We have so much to offer to ourselves first if we can find out find out who we are root it in reality and find that point of authenticity within ourselves yes yes a lot to think about so even though we haven't found out who you are yet but who you have been, is it by your own direction? 
has it been by your own direction or have you just been a passenger in the vehicle that is your life or has been your life to this point do you want to be the driver are you comfortable with the ride do you want to be the driver right so we're gonna end on that note thank you so much for listening share it with a friend discuss it with a friend and we'll see you again sometime soon for the next episode of deeper than skin with ramia thank you